Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
Well, 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 well. Welcome to the Love Zone USA. It's the place where you can listen to your heart and we live, love, and learn. I'm your host. My name is Mike T. I'll be here until uh, 10 p.m. this evening, Eastern Standard Time. So for those of you out there who are probably on your computer, on your phone, listening in, tablet, make sure you tell your friends to tune in at blogtalkradio.com backslash the Love Zone USA. Make sure you put the Love Zone USA. I'll be here till 10. I'm your host, and we've got, as usual, a special show for you. But before we get into that, we're, a lot of things going on in the uh, world today. Yeah, and uh, we got some new music to play for you, as usual, each and every week. But, um, yeah, tonight's show uh going to be very special, especially for me. And I uh, wanted to do this for you because this is a place where we try to educate, elevate, and entertain. And the guest that I'll be Having here around 8.30 or so, he uh, I would consider him a, his, a radio historian. Yeah, a lot of us love radio, but, you know, you got to study the craft and, uh, you know, be a, a historian to really do radio well. And this guy does it. And he's a friend of mine, a colleague, and I've had the pleasure of working with him on two occasions, both at uh, WNGR and at Sirius. And, uh, well, he's going to be here tonight on the Internet. Live on the Love Zone USA. What's his name? Well, some people know him as the Mike Wrecker. <laughs> some people know him as Bugsy Bugs. And I know him as Fred Bugs. Fred Bugsy Bugs. He's going to be here tonight. Uh gentleman uh, works in uh, New York Radio as well as Sirius XM. And you can check him out. We're going to talk to him about that tonight for sure. Well, let me talk about some of the things going on before we get into some music. Uh, looks like uh, I got to send out, oh, definitely, my congratulations to none other than the Toronto Raptors. Yay! Yay! All right. I am so happy that they have won the NBA championship over those Warriors. And, uh, you know, there are two people, well, there's a couple of people I really like on the Warriors, but uh, sadly, uh, they play for that team. And, um, you know, I had to see them lose because they hurt Cleveland last year. And I think they hurt them just because somebody heard me talk about you got to win championships in the paint. And that was the only time I seen Durant go in the paint because otherwise they wouldn't have won. As I say, you live by the three, you die by the three. Now, I know a lot of you out there saying, oh, he's a hater and yada, yada, yada. Well, well, one thing I hate is, this is what I really hate. Let me tell you, I played ball back in the day, and we beat the pros. That's right. I went to Rucker Park, and the team I was on featured helicopter, Herman Helicopter Knowles. Look him up. He was a legend. The reason he didn't go to the pros because we didn't have, a, I guess, what you call outhouses to uh, re- rehabilitate drug addicts or whatever, and he was a wino. But he can play. He can play under that under the influence wine too. And he could, you know, the, when you see the doctor dunk and do the uh, uh, dunk for the foul line, where did he get that from? Herman Helicopter knows. Now, when you see Michael Jordan and, and and Dr. J do it, they just leap from the foul line and they hold it in the air above their head until they glide to the basket and dunk it. That's not the real way you do it. That's not the real way you do it. 
You know why they call him the helicopter? You want to know why they call him a helicopter? Because he could leap from the foul line. And just imagine taking your hand, lifting it up in the air, just like Dr. J and both Michael Jordan did. But while you're gliding in the air, you're whirly, burly, whirly, twirly the, bur- the ball around in the air. You whirly, twirly it around above your head while you're gliding in. And that's where he got the name helicopter from. Because he could leap from the foul line and whirly, twirly bird that ball around while he was in the air and slam it. And he did it in games. And he did it in games. (laughs) Not just, you know, like a dunk contest. He did that in games on people. Yeah, we beat the pros. But but, but the the point I'm getting getting to, you got all these all-stars on uh, the um, Warriors. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson's all-star, you know, um, Steve Curry, Durant, all all five of them are all-stars. Then you bring in Boogie. He's an all-star. Iguodala is a franchise player from Philly. He was a starting five. He he was all-star. You got more all-stars on that team than you got in the NBA. But here's, here's my point. Kevin Durant, he left, let's see, who did he leave? Oh, that's my buddy Steve. I had to call him back. He left Oklahoma City. Two All-Stars, Westbrook and Harden, and they both were MVPs. You mean to tell me on that team you couldn't win a championship? You were playing with two people who proved they were the best in the NBA separately. The best in the NBA. Two MVP All-Stars. NBA All-Stars. And you couldn't win with them? You had to run and jump ship and jump over to, to, to to the Warriors? Now, I hear Kawhi Leonard, he's playing with the Raptors. Yeah, they got all-stars, but you can't even name those guys like you name, you know, Westbrook and Harden. Sure, Siakam played, you know, one year as all-star, Gasol. But these aren't all-stars. You know, when I consider you an all-star, I consider you an all-star, all-star. These guys are just very good basketball players, and they were good enough to make the all-star team. But Kawhi Leonard didn't leave San Antonio. It was a beef with him and and Popovich. Yeah, (laughs) Popovich sucks (laughs) because he tried to ruin the man's career and send him out the country. That didn't work. (laughs) How'd that work out for you, Pop? (laughs) You fishing, and he got a trophy. (laughs) With one guy on the team, Van Fleet, (laughs) yeah, yeah, he had to try out. He wasn't even drafted. He was... (laughs) Try out. So the moral to the story, you can get all the all-stars in the world and not win a championship. Because basketball is a team sport and it's one in the paint where Siakam was dominating the Warriors. They better be glad the uh, Raptors beat, beat uh, Milwaukee. Because if Siakam could do that to them in the paint, they, they were toast. And like I said, the three people I really like on the Warriors is Curry, Clay Thompson, and, and Kerr. Steve Kerr. I will always like Steve Kerr. But they lost. Bye-bye. Bring me my lobster and shrimp. Now getting into the next piece, um, you know, I'd like to congratulate Phil Perry. This um, this coming Sunday, he's going to be going into the Hall, Hall of Fame up there in Detroit, and that's June 23rd. It's going to be at the Charles H. Wright Museum 
Yep, he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, and he was he graced us with his presence a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we're going to talk about reparations tonight and the NBA draft, which is on now. That's right. And uh, congratulations to Zion, Zion Williams. You know, he's going to be a monster in the pros playing for the Pelicans. As we uh, are going to get into some music right about now, we're going to do some more talking about things that are going on. But this is yours truly, and, you know, this one I'm going to play is brand new here at the Love Zone USA, and it's by Mr. Richard Elliott. Let's kick things off as we one day away from summer tomorrow. So we're going to kick it off with music like this. This is entitled Retro Boy by Richard Elliott. Thank you. 
Love Zone USA. Back to back to back to back to back to back.
Yeah, we're kicking off the summer of 2019 with Richard Elliott, and uh, that one's entitled Retro Boy. We got more great music coming up, and it's going to be happening right after this. Want to hear your music on an amazing HD quality stereo portable sound system at your next beach pool party barbecue picnic? Entertaining friends and family? Well, all you need is the Masterpiece Portable Bluetooth Amplifier, which plays music on a rechargeable battery for up to 15 hours and comes with remote control, FM local radio, auxiliary port, plugging in your TV, CD, or any other stereo device to hear music, movies, an amazing stereo sound, USB port, and of course, streaming music via Bluetooth from your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. FM radio replaced AM radio because of stereo. HD TV replaced two TV due to superior high definition sound and picture quality. But by purchasing the Masterpiece Bluetooth Portable Amplifier, it will replace your Bluetooth speaker, which is mono, and only one speaker, with the ability to connect to any two regular speakers streaming music or movies in amazing HD stereo sound with this small portable device. Get yours today. Be sure to use the coupon code by the announcer when ordering at the end of this commercial. Remember, listening to music or movies, stereo is much better than mono, and two speakers are always better than one. And all you have to do is email sales at masterpiececorp.com and your coupon code is TLZUSA. That's the Love Zone USA. TLZUSA. And you get your special discount. All right, we got more good music coming up. And like I said, my man will be here around 830 or so. His name is Fred Bugsy Bugs. And we're going to kick off the summer of 2019, taking you back to a place that he and I started working. And that's where I met him. Well, that's where I first met met, met him at, called WNGR AM Radio 1430. We're going to give you a historical look back and, uh, matter of fact, try to recreate the sound of uh, black radio during that period as we celebrate Black Music Month. And uh, speaking of Black Music Month, I'm going to play this one. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, a gospel song, the type of gospel you, gospel you hear every Sunday from 4 p.m. until 5 by Tasha Little Queen. Yeah, we call it the Hip Hop Christian Connection. You can hear music just like this. You'll never leave me. People come and go. And the seasons change But I'm glad your love remains I've searched far and wide I dreamed every night For a love that's Closer than any brother Who loves like no other Now you need to let me go 
club DJ, mobile DJ, and the occasional dumbass hit wannabe. Then comes along a DJ that knows how to party. The Party Rocker. What's up? This is your man Joe. Catch me live on the Love Zone USA with my man Mike T. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Eric Benet, and I want to spend an evening with you, my fans, on the Love Zone. USA.com. When I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Hi, this is Phil Perry. And when I listen to love songs, I listen to Love Zone USA with Mike T. Doesn't get any better. Hi, this is Mesa. When I want to be loved good, I spend my evenings with Mike T on the Love Zone USA.com. He knows how to love you right.
Got you some earth, wind, and fire. There's yours truly, Mike T, right here inside the Love Zone USA. We're going to come back, and when we do, I think I got my man in the green room. That's right. We're going to rock it tonight and create that old that old R&B sound. Yeah, we're going to come back, and I think I'm going to be bringing on my guest tonight. His name is Fred Bugsy Bugs. We'll be back right after this. Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows. Singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. And all you have to do is just type in sales at MasterpieceCorp.com in the subject line and just... uh in the subject line, just put sponsor. Yeah. And somebody will be happy to serve you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me proud pleasure to bring on a colleague of mine, a friend and gentleman I had the pleasure of working with and listening to on the radio from time to time. I'm going to bring him on right now. This gentleman has uh, worked. I call him a journeyman. He's worked in uh, various radio stations, WBLS. He worked in Philadelphia, he worked at he he's working currently at Sirius Satellite Radio, and back in the day I met him while working at WNJR. Yeah, his name is Fred Bugsy Bugs. He's from the uh, Queens, and I, I you know what I, I think is uh, we've had his uh, cousin on this show before, and I don't know who's funny actually, <laughs> but right now, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, I'm gonna bring him on to you. This is my man, my buddy, Fred Bugsy Bugs. Are you there? Yes, sir. This is Mr. Mike T. Yeah, Mike it's T, me. the king of the clubs. What's going on, Mike T? <laughs> you better know it. You better know it. We're going to rock tonight. We're going to rock with you tonight. Oh, this yeah, is the Bug Show. Ladies How and gentlemen, been? I'm doing this. Hi? How you been? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm real good. Sounds like you're having fun special... in there, man. Sounds like you're having a lot of yeah. fun. <laughs> hey, hey, Bugs! This is the internet. You, yeah, we, 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 we can let our hair down, and you know this was designed for me because <laughs> following that clock wasn't really my thing. <laughs> well, you know, hey, look, you sent me a clock, so you're still following the clock, but we had fun anyway. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. So I want to, I want to go back tonight, Bugs. I want the parents out there that are listening to us to uh-huh. get an idea and use this particular archive show. Uh, with your his, you're you're more like a historian than I am. I got a little mm-hmm. bit of it, but no. When, when I want my encyclopedia, I turn to Fred Bugs. And well, I think you the know, ladies you're an historian as well. I, I'm I just been around a little bit longer. That's all. That they, <laughs> folks, when they say that you're a historian, that means you've been around a little bit longer than they than than they had. So it's, that's a left-handed compliment, but I take that. <laughs> 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 I take the damn thing. <laughs> 
So, you know, like I say, the real reason I wanted to do this show was, one, you know, celebrate AM radio and uh, the black DJs that were there. And mm-hmm. and for the parents that might be listening, or a lot of older people who have, you know, uh, kids who want to get in this business, I want to give them a, how can I say, a starting point as to where it used to be. And since you work from AM radio to FM to now satellite to give them a perspective of what it is now. And we'll tie that all in, in, in the next hour so they can get an well, appreciation AM, for what we had to do in the beginning. AM radio had always been around. Um, AM radio was the, uh, uh, where I cut my teeth listening to um, uh, the greats. I, I considered them the greats. You know, some people followed basketball, baseball. I always uh, been a big uh, follower of radio and, and announcers and broadcasters. Uh, as a kid, mom used to listen to Arthur Godfrey. Arthur Godfrey was a, a middle-of-the-road talk show host at a television host, and he's been in a couple of Doris Day movies back in the day, but growing up, six, seven years old, he was on um, uh, CBS, which is now a news station. He had a, a daily show there. And it was a variety show, much like the variety shows you, you watch on television, and he would have his cadre of hosts, and you just sit and talk and talk about what's happening during the days and how the artists are doing and, and creating stars and playing a couple of songs. And I found it amazing because you can listen to something, listen to something, being boomers, baby boomers that we were. Um, you grew up on television, black and white, and you had to turn it off. We didn't have remotes. And the radio was pretty much the same, but it allowed you to create your own your own vision, to have your own imagination of what you thought uh, was going on in that box called the radio that sat on the kitchen table. And and it piqued my curiosity. Uh, after that experience, it wasn't too long, I started uh, taking control of the radio, if you will, and, and finding some of the music I like to listen to. And being a child of the 60s, you know, you, the Beatles were a big thing, and so was Motown, and 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 I, I found a nice assemblage of of the, the the pop hits and I didn't know it was pop hits. There was just songs I liked, and I found that on the WABCs with uh, cousin Brucie and and Dandy Dan Daniel and and another AM station WMCA and 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 then when you you got a little older, you got cool. It was uh, uh, a a cool thing, a cool thing to say. Well, what do you listen to? You know. I mean, you know, I listen to WWRL. Or I listen to the Soul Station WNJR. And that's when you're in your teens, and now you're cool, and you're discovering the the the, the neighborhood, the streets, and, and the girls, and all that. And and I was like, wow, I, I think I really want to do that. And and it led from me talking into the salt shaker at the table, much to the dismay of of mom. Like, don't spit on the salt shaker. People have to use that. <laughs> to <laughs> to finding a way to kind of make that happen. I, my cousin in Westbury had the first tape recorder that I knew anybody. It was the first person I knew that had a, a tape recorder, Westbury, Long Island, a real to real. And, 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 you know, I played a little piano, and my cousin played instruments, and we were listening to the Sly and the Family Stone album, Stand, and there was a song on the, on, on the album. Uh, incredible funk song called Sex Machine, uh, not the James Brown Sex Machine. As a matter of fact, 
Uh, Sly had the first sex machine, and James Brown took the title and made his own version of it. But it was a 12-minute version with, you know, the drummer playing a little offbeat and Larry Graham bass thumping. And, and we tried to emulate that in the basement on the tape recorder. And I started talking into the mic and heard my voice for the very first time, which was very squeaky like that. And I was like, wow, that's funny. That's strange. And to play it back and to hear it, and it kind of got me started. That Christmas, I got a really, real tape recorder, Mom. Uh, Dad got a really real tape recorder, and I started taping the music off the radio, much like um, the, the kids later on after us with the cassettes, and much like what we are now calling downloading uh, that's going on. I would I would tape the music, and the DJs would start talking, and and I would sometimes eliminate the DJ, but then I I kind of like what the DJs brought to the brought to the music, you know how they sold the music. Uh, and the things that they talked about. And after a while, I started leaving it on there, leaving the DJs on. And then I started emulating the DJs. And then I set up a little setup in the basement, playing the records, one record at a time, and talking in between. And, and that kind of got me started. And and, and and the rest was just staying on it and trying to find people to to get there. And I did. I started hanging out at the radio station WWRL, Gary Bird, who was about five, six years older than me at the time um, in, in the 70s while I was in high school, he came to New York. He was 19. And I, I started calling the station winning contest, winning the contest on WNJR, where we later worked, and uh, winning the contest on WWRL. And so I finally asked, can I come hang out at WWRL? And he yeah, come through one Saturday. And, and I went to the station one Saturday, I hung out, and that was it. I was finished. I was all in. <laughs> you were all in at the point, huh? Yeah, I was all in. I was done. <laughs> well, well, why don't you give our audience, you got that log that I sent you today, the one you holding me accountable for? I, I did. I, I don't have it in front of me. I didn't open up the computer yet. What we got coming up? What's the, what's the, what's the first chart? I want you to talk about this record first and uh, tell our audience a little bit about it. Because I asked, I asked, ladies and gentlemen, I asked uh, Bugs, to, to you know, try to reminisce because both it's hard for both of us to think back, but I think his memory is better than mine. To some songs we used to play at WNGR, and he chose this one. It's uh, uh, by Funky T- uh, Lip Sync, and uh, talk about Lip-Sync, this record Funky and why Lip-Sync, you chose it, and, and and we're getting ready to let you introduce it. Well, you know, WNJR was a very story past. Let's touch on that real quickly, if I may. <laughs> WNJR is a very story past. Uh, it was owned by. <laughs> Um, uh, a company that um, went into forfeiture and it was in receivership. Uh, Mr. Ernie Howard from uh, Scott's Manor and uh, the Peppermint Lounge and, and Mr. Dan Robinson had uh, the station while it was in receivership um, the, the times that we worked there. Um, and the times were changing. Right. It was the Black Rock of the Great East Coast. Created so many memories, man, by cueing the records up right to the vocals and playing the jingles going into it. And um, outside of that, we went in a jazz direction for a minute. Then we kind of went into a quasi-jazz gospel direction for a minute. And this was around the time, uh, 1980, when we were kind of coming out of that and being a little more mainstream, you know, because FM now was was a factor. You had two FM stations, WBLS and WKTU. And this song was happening. We felt it, and we tried to get it going before the FM stations got to it. Ruben Rodriguez who's an incredible promotion man and an incredible record executive, 
who was at Casablanca Records at the time, was the promotion guy and vice president for that, and they shipped the records out as they did records the vinyl. Ooh, you could just smell the vinyl back in the day. You remember just <laughs> opening up the cover and smelling the vinyl? That's something yeah. that a lot of folks will never have an opportunity to do. Um, and and it was a it was a it was almost a push because I think the powers that be at the time that wasn't the kind of song or the kind of direction they really wanted us to go in. But we were able to get a couple of steals, and, and that was one of the getaways that one of the steals that we were able to do that uh, was more mainstream for the market. And that little building at 1700 Union Avenue, Lips Inc., we're going to take it down to Funky Town, WNJR.
Big Daddy Kane. And trust me, when it comes to love, there's no half-stepping on the love zone. USA.com. Music. 
played via Bluetooth from your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. FM radio replaced AM radio because of stereo. HD TV replaced two TV due to superior high definition sound and picture quality. But by purchasing the Masterpiece Bluetooth portable amplifier, it will replace your Bluetooth speaker, which is mono, and only one speaker, with the ability to connect to any two regular speakers streaming music or movies in amazing HD stereo sound with this small portable device. Get yours today. Be sure to use the coupon code by the announcer when ordering at the end of this commercial. Remember, listening to music or movies, stereo is much better than mono, and two speakers are always better than one. You better believe it. Two speakers are always better than one. And your coupon code, all you have to do is uh, email sales at masterpiececorp.com. Your coupon code is TLZ USA, the Love Zone USA. And I'm back with my good buddy, Fred Bugs, Bugsy Bugs. I want to get hey. right back into the interview and uh, tell you a little bit about his background. So, you told us about WWRL, Fred. Uh, why don't you tell our right. audience how you got to BLS and you were the engineer for one of the greatest black radio disc jockeys uh, in America. Yeah, he was uh, like Black Elvis to me, man. But uh, they were the other guys at WWRL, the guys at WWRL, Jerry Bruntel, Hanks Band, uh, Gary Bird, Bobby Jay, who was from WJR. And, I mean, uh, and I, it was just fortunate. I was in a fortunate situation. Uh, being a gopher, <coughs> now you call it an intern, I wasn't official. I started hanging out at the station. They couldn't get rid of me. And it was, you know, I'm going to get donuts and coffee and guys' clothes at the cleaners and just hanging around, learning the lessons and studying. And uh, I got a call from a friend, Dean Allen, uh, who was at WBLS doing part-time on the air and doing sales, saying that Frankie was looking for uh, an engineer. Um, so I was like, really? Hmm. Yeah. So I, I went down and, and it wasn't even an interview process. He stood on the other side of the window while Frankie was doing the show. And the irony is I, I used to call Frankie when he was on the air at the AM station. So he knew my name and, uh, Eddie OJ was kind of like a, an uncle of mine. Uh, he used to live, uh, where he had an apartment where my aunt lived here in Queens. So I had gone to the station with him once or twice and saw Frankie and, I was a little fat, big head kid, and he kind of remembered me. So um, wow. I'm, there, I'm watching the engineer doing, doing what he's doing. I'm about 18 now, 18, 19, and I'm watching the engineer doing what he's doing. And uh, he called me over and sat me down, and, and he did his show. He didn't sit very little. Hey, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, you think you got it? And I'm like, yes, I, I think so. And he says, yeah. He says, but, you know, you just got to watch me. And he started explaining to me how – he was doing what he had to do. And and out of nowhere, in walked Hal Jackson, who I had seen in the neighborhood. And, of course, Hal was at Palisades Amusement Park every summer. So he was a familiar face and a favorite of my family's. Um, so it was almost like, it, you know, it's like I was among the radio gods. You know, and, and you know, I, I had the, I had the fortune of being around the radio guards at WWRL, right? So now I'm among the radio guards. And mind you, I knew Bobby J when he was on WNJR, and I would call him too as well as a few other guys. Greg Hines, who uh, was very big in Washington, D.C., was also on NJR. So uh, I was that kid that just, just wouldn't go away. And, and so now I'm at, at BLS waiting for the board op job. 
and a production job at, at, at VLS. And he put me on the board, and I ran through a couple of steps with him. He showed me how he, he, you know, he wanted his show to run, wanted it tight, wait for him to cue me, and, and what have you. And, and that was the first paycheck, working with Frankie Crocker at WBLS wow. in May of 1975. Wow, wow. And, that's, you know, I recently, first, you know. That was I, the first Freddie paycheck. <laughs> I had to do some research on you, and I tripped over this video, which we're going to talk about, that you just oh, recently, I think it was recent, with uh, Ken Webb, Vi Higginson, Bob, Dr. Bob Lee, and Cool and the Gang. But before we get cool to that, gang, yeah. yeah, before we talk about that video, I want you to tell our audience how you transitioned from board up to um, NJR, you know, that's where I met you. And then, and, and then you well, came, right, uh, from, well, I'll tell you what, from board up, from board up, from board up, uh, at WBLS, it moved from board up to sitting in for the overnight guy who was out sick that summer, the summer of 1970, uh, 1975, uh, Frankie mm. was out on vacation. Felipe Luciano was working for Frankie who probably would have gotten the call to uh, work wow. uh, that overnight shift. And Hal Jackson called, and I was still living at home. And I was on the block hanging out, and Mom says, that's the phone, it's Hal Jackson. And she was excited, because as I said, she, you know, he was one of the family's favorites <laughs> on the radio. Right. So right. Uh, I pick up the phone, and hello, Mr. Jackson. And this is when the phone was the phone. It didn't text to do any of that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hello, hello, Mr. Jackson. Hey, no, it's Hal. How you doing? Hey, Mr. Jackson, how you doing? How are you? I'm fine. Look, you know, Al Roberts is out sick, and he's going to be out for most of the summer. Frankie's out of town, and Felipe's working for him. He says, uh, you think you could do uh, overnight tonight? And I said, oh, wow. And I'm like, I'm mumbling and stumbling over my words because I can't get out. He said, no, wait. Just, look, man, can you do it or not? And I said, like he said, well, come in. He said, well, come in, get here early. 11.30, Lamar Renee was on prior to that, another great. And uh, he said, come in. You already know how to run the board. You already know how to follow the playlist. Just come in and, and just do what you, you don't have to do. And that's what I did that night. And that was my first time cracking the mic, which was wow. an amazing experience. Because all throughout high school, you know, you're telling people what you want to do and Everyone's going, right, dang, right. I'll never be on the radio. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, I used, to, I used to host the shows in high school, and I used to run with a band out here that we had in, in Queens and host their shows. So, you know, now I'm getting a chance to crack the mic, and, and I'm home in New York City. And mind you, this is a time when you didn't get a shot on the radio in New York City, the Mecca. You usually had to go out and come back in. Right, and I got right, my shot right. right here at home in the summer of 1975, like a year or two fresh out of high school. Right, so wow. it was a it was like wow. a, a crazy experience, and I'm on the air with this squeaky voice, and you know BLS was another kind of tone. The energy was a lot different from what it is now. It was it was really sophisticated, laid back, cool. Right, good, right. Good, e- good evening. How are you? But I'm on there doing my best. WNJR, the Black Rock. Uh, WWRL up tempo, right? Trying to right, rock right, it out. Right. You know, Freddy Bugs, WNJ, WWRL, WV. So I'm on that WPLS 107.5. Freddy Bugs. <laughs> and, you know, Isley Brothers, for the love of you, was the hot joint at the time. And, you know, so I'm talking fast and trying to go in and out. And I get a call, uh, like the second or third week I was on. And 
it's the it's the hotline, folks, people. There's a line that only a few people have the, the phone number to, and that's usually your boss calling. Uh, right. And he called. He's like, hey, hey, it's Frankie. I go, what's happening? What's up? What's up, Frankie? Hey, it's all right. Said, but be cool. Calm down. It's FM. Take it easy. <laughs> but that was my that was my first time cracking the mic. Needless to say, Al Roberts never came back to that ship, but I never got the job. Deanna Williams was the one they brought to New York to put on on the overnights from WHUR, WHUR Ebony Moonbeam. Uh, I was a little heartbroken. I still had my board op job, and, and I still got a chance to do some part-time air work from time to time. Um, eventually, wow. I, I, I eventually, I got an opportunity to work at WLIB uh, AM, where Al G was another one of my mentors that I knew through Queens and w, uh, WWRL was running WLIB. And this is back when they were a daytime R&B station. And uh, he would let me work over there whenever he was out. He was in a... I uh, was a, a black radio, uh, black radio announcers um, organization called Natura, and um, mm. he was uh, the chairman of Natura at the time, and he was doing a lot of uh, business for them. So I would get an opportunity to work on the radio for him on 1190 WLIB, and this is like 76, 75, 76, uh, going into uh, 77. Uh, Frankie left the station for a, for a short period in. Uh, 77, and I was working on LIB, and LIB became a reggae station, and I knew there wasn't a spot for me, although I was working there, but I knew that full-time job wasn't going to happen, and uh, the guys that I mentioned before from RL and the guys that I knew said, you know, Bugs, it's best maybe if you leave New York, and I'm going, why? I I can do it. He said, well, no, there's no doubt that you can do it, but it's best that you leave and find your own personality, because on the radio, I was Gary Bird and Gary Bloodstow and a little touch of Ricky right. Crosser and some Bobby J and some Hey Now Hank Span and so it would right. be best if you just go out and just do your thing. So I I came back when the station was off. WIB was a daytime, as I said then, and um, and and recorded. Uh, I did the show and edited the showdown on a seven-inch reel of tape, tape, not CD, <laughs> not mini disc, tape, and um, and I edited, went home, listened to it. Uh, had the resume typed up, made about three copies, sent one out to um, to Cleveland or Cincinnati, another okay. one to Joe Fisher at WRBD, CKO, Fort Lauderdale, because my grandmother lived in Delray Beach. And I said, that's okay. great if I can go to Miami, Delray Beach, Fort Lauderdale. Nice and beautiful. And, and the third I sent to Jacksonville, Florida, Willie Martin, Captain Groovy. And I got a call back from Joe Fisher who wanted to give me a job, but I didn't have a car. And uh, he said, nah, son, I'd like to hire you, but you, you got to have a car. And I said, but I'll buy a bike, and I'll ride from Delray Beach. And he, he had to laugh about it. He's like, no, it's a little too far. I enjoy your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm. But I, I took the job at, w, at uh, WTDQ in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, October of 1977. And uh, it was a great time because I had my own show, and it gave me an opportunity to develop as a personality and, and uh, to kind of get out of the shadows of my mentors. Uh, and I stayed there for a couple of months and left and went to, went to, went to DC after that. Mean an AM station in DC. And once again, AM was very prevalent, although FM was, was the beast that was, was coming, but AM was still mm-hmm. rele- relevant at the time. Uh, and I did a couple of months there and the owners died 
the owner died and the son ran the station and wanted to sell the station. So I knew Jake Jordan, Yolanda Beer, WNJR. And I had called the station WNJR. And Jake, this is in same 77. Uh, now right. it's September of 77, and he was looking for somebody. And as a matter of fact, he was looking for two people. And he was looking, and I sent the tape to him, and he called back right away, and he hired me and brought me uh, back up to New Jersey. But it was it was New it was all New York to me. And he hired me, and he hired another young lady. Uh, God bless her. She's no longer with us. Who was at WUSS uh, in Atlantic City, working for Kingsley Smith, named Cleo Rowe. And wow. hired us both in the same day and the same time. Uh, I did middays and he did evenings, and your dad was on in the afternoon. And that's how I kind of got my uh, opportunity to come back into Tri-State and work, and that was right there at 1190 W, 11, uh, 11, 1430 WNJR, WNJR. Now, now hold that thought and introduce this next record that we, we're going to play, and then we're going to come back and talk more about WNJR, but I'm going to let oh, you, yeah. you take know, it over and introduce you know, doing, this next record while I play your engineer. Uh, listen, you know, during, during my stay at, at WNJR, I, I, did, I wore a couple of hats. And I got moved around a couple of times. The station was off the air during the overnight period for a while. And, and I was the operations manager at the time. And I also did the gospel show on the weekend, playing the Williams Brothers. And, and then I was under the tutelage of Herman Amos, who was a New Jersey favorite, and Bill Franklin as well, and, and uh, playing the gospel records. And, and this song by the former bassist of Sly and the Family Stone, Larry Graham, was out. And it was a song that I was playing on a gospel show because listening to the lyrics, I realized that it was more than just a love song. It was an inspirational song. From the love zone, people, I want you to turn it up and take a listen to this one from Larry Graham. It's called A One in a Million Years. Buzzy Buzz, Mike B. And sent to me 
This is the Fly Jack Tom Joyner plus my co-host, J. Anthony Brown. This is J. Anthony Brown. If you want to hear some good talk and some good music, listen to the Mike T. Show on the LoveZoneUSA.com. That's what I do. Watch out there now. Come on, DJ. Hit me with another track.
Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. Love Zone here. Tomorrow, Friday night, we've got Tony Diamond and his countdown. The top seven songs of the last seven days. Be sure to check him out. Eight o'clock, eight to nine. And uh, he does a hell of a job with that. Uh, you know, those mixes, R&B and, uh, you know, hip hop. Oh, yeah, my man can throw it down. So make sure you check him out. Sundays, we've got the Hip Hop Christian Connection with uh, Miss uh, Tasha Little Queen. She gives you that uh, hip-hop flavor gospel and on monday nights we've got the girlfriend network with uh your host karishma and nacone it's where women stay connected you be sure to connect into them 
Gonna bring you back to my good buddy Fred Bugsy Bugs as we take you down a stroll down memory lane and in AM radio. And now I want him to talk about them checks. Yeah, them checks <laughs> and uh, him working well, over in New York and then working at NJR at the same time. And, and, and parents, I want you to understand this this could still go on today with internet radio or FM radio. Matter of fact, I was speaking to a friend of yours, and we'll get into that in a minute, Fred, uh, Kathy mm-hmm. Rosa, when you were at PLJ. But let's talk about, because I want people to understand how hard radio can be sometimes, and it isn't always peachy creamy. So why don't you tell us the story about the checks? <laughs> well, you know, pretty much we're going through, we're going through a phase now where terrestrial radio is, is up against it. Streaming services are, are the thing now. Um, when you look to see some of the things that are going on, you had FM to, um, to become the place for music uh, as opposed to AM. Uh, and, and now, I mean, the radio is still vibrant. <clears throat> the radio is still very important. Uh, people yeah. listen to the radio because it's free. But uh, the entertainment is being monetized now through a lot of the streaming services. People are being able to make some of their own choices. Some folks don't mind letting the choices be made for them, as long as you know what your audience wants. And we're going through a phase now where uh, a lot of uh, stations are being sold and uh, the, the trend to, is now listening to um, the, the places like this um, and satellite um, and streaming and SoundCloud and a few other, other places for people to get their music. Um, at the time, WNJR being an AM station, the ratings, our audience, the plum for the audience um, was, was dropping. And if you had an AM station, the best that you could be, and WABC was starting to falter at the time because the music at WBLS and the FMs were really starting to dominate. And when WABC started to falter, so did the other AMs. Instead of having a 3-2 or 4-1, and of course, the methodology changed for research, the research on, in, in the ratings. WNJR at the time, um, during the Black Rock of the Great East Coast, being in New Jersey and it could be heard in New York, yeah. probably had a one eight two three, and now we were down to maybe about a point four. And uh, the owners, the people who were in receivership of the radio station, did the very best they can to keep things going. But we went through a period where the checks just didn't cash when you got them. <laughs> uh, the second... The, the day you got it, the check wouldn't clear probably until going well into the next pay period. Um, mm. Being young at the time, uh, uh, not really understanding what it was, because all I wanted to do was get paid. No, right. because I had a, a young daughter who was probably about two or three years old at the time, and, and that was the main gig. And, you know, the, the club money, the street money wasn't really there uh, uh, like it was for others at the on the FM side because we're on a dying breed, which was AM. So I got to a point where Toya Beasley, who was our intern, who became a, a, a great programmer, and she's on in New York now at 103.9. Um, uh, Toya Beasley knew Mr. Sims at the bank on Broad Street. And <laughs> he, we would arrange for Toya to call down there to find out how much money was left in the account. She would come back and say, I spoke to Mr. Sims, says he had enough for the cash 20 check. So that was good. That was Gucci. A <laughs> couple of weeks later, we had Toya call down to find out how much money was in the account. 
And she said, okay. She called Mr. Simpson, came back, and she said, oh, there's enough for about 15 people. So that was cute. And people took their time. <laughs> and the checks cleared maybe Monday or Tuesday, but it, it was okay. Then the day happened when they said there was only enough to cash five checks. And mm. if you wanted to see an imitation of that, what was that Burt Reynolds, Sally Field movie? <laughs> where everybody was racing around trying to get to You should have saw the cars pulling out of that driveway trying to get to downtown Newark. As a matter of fact, I learned so many shortcuts. I learned a great shortcut, how to get from Union, New Jersey, to to that broad street in Newark without getting on Route 22. That, I love and and I, God bless the dead, I followed Bill Franklin in order to get there. <laughs> So you run in and folks are online. You know, I don't mean to, to cut you it. off, Fred, but I, I got to interject. You know, anyway, it must have been five checks. Let me just throw this was, little quick was, tidbit in there. It was there. probably enough about five it. or six checks, man. Okay. The, that the, way, day, the way she framed it, the way she framed it, <laughs> she said, Toya framed it the way Mr. Sims framed it to her. There's enough money here for a few people to cash their checks. So that was about five or six checks. And, and that's Evidently, you got there before me because I'm telling you what happened. I got I to gotta interject this. There was one time I was in the bank, and there was somebody in front of me. And the beautiful thing about working in radio, people don't know your voice. Uh-huh. They know your voice, but they don't know your face. So some guy was in back of me, and the girl, the teller, she said, okay, if you're in line and you're with WNGR, there's no more money in the account. On the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. On the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in line in front of this guy who doesn't know me from the canopy. I said, you know what? Um, excuse me. I left something in my car. You, you can go ahead. <laughs> right. Because yeah, I know, was too embarrassed. You know what happened? We, we run in there. We, and Cleo and I were all in there. I, I, was, on, I, was, I was on until 3. And, and I got out of there like about 2.45 and broke out. And I, I had what did I, I had a 70. What did I, did I, have to say, did I had a 76 cutlass by then. I had a 76 cutlass. And and I whipped that whip out of there, and we went downtown. So the folks are standing in line to cash their checks. It's the first of the month, and folks are ready to try to cash their checks. And we, oh, excuse me, oh, Fred Bugs, yeah, Fred Bugs, Boogie Bugs, WNJR, Cleo, WNJR. So they let us get in front of them. And you said she had a loudspeaker. It wasn't a loudspeaker. She was just loud. The sister behind the back <laughs> came back, got the back, and there are no more funds in the AM fourteen thirty account. And the folks looked at us. They had state checks, and their checks were better than ours. <laughs> Those but were lean it about, times. It was lean times, but um, I uh, and, and it cleared up. We went through. It was ups, it was ups and downs, but a period. One of those periods hit again, and it was in 1982. And by then, 98.7 Kiss FM was on the air, and Barry Mayo was looking for somebody part-time, and I called and I asked about it, and he said, yeah, well, I got an opening for you. He says, but if you're on NJR, he says, how are you going to do that? I said, I'll change my name. He said, it's all right with you and your people. It's all right with me. So I um, I took the job. I didn't say anything to anybody in jail. Maybe a couple of people knew. And I took the job, and I changed my name. My grandfather, my father's, my my paternal father's uh, uh, name was, was Ross Roswell, which is my middle name. And my maternal father's name was Lewis. So I became Ross Lewis on on 98.7 <laughs> Kiss FM. So when anybody would ask me in NJR, oh, you know, there's somebody on, on 98.7 Kiss FM that sounds like you. I, oh, really? What's his name? 
I played out. Um, uh, Ross Lewis. Oh, Ross Lewis. We worked together in Jacksonville, Florida. You know, everybody sounded like on a damn station, man. You know, it's <laughs> And, we and what, what, Gene McNeil was a sales. God bless Gene McNeil, who's no longer with us, man. A great man. He's a salesman and man about town. And folks in New Jersey right. who were around at the time knew him well. A great man. Gene McNeil. Somebody told Gene McNeil that they saw me at <laughs> at ninety eight point seven Kiss FM. And I don't think Gene was malicious in doing it, but he mentioned it to somebody, and the word got around. And I got a call from Jerry Warren Christman, who was the general manager who wanted to know why was I doing it and gave me the, and I said, well, you know, I said, I got a, a young baby at home, a young child at home, and I needed to have some money. I couldn't wait. Cause at that time they stopped giving us the checks because the checks weren't any good. So she's like, well, you know, they wouldn't give us any checks. You remember that period and you would get the check like two weeks later, like it was payday and then you wouldn't get the check till next Friday. You know what I'm saying? So you work. If you ever wanted to have a feeling, the feeling of, of 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 like what am I doing here? Work a job and be and do your thing. And when it's payday, they don't they still tell you they're not gonna give you the check because they don't have the money to give you. You know, it, it was a different place. I'd never been there. Now, as I said, I'm a young I'm a young guy. I don't. I you know I'm like in mid twenties. I'm not understanding any of this, right? But I'm working to say so. I finally get the, the ultimatum comes that either I stay there and do it and I go over there. And I said, well, it's New York. It's a different market. I don't see how it's any competition for WNJR. Why, of course it was. This is the FM station. And it, it really over double covered the area that we were. But at the time, I'm going, well, I'm not, I'm not really that important to give a check to. So what difference does it make? You know, and her comment was, her comment was, oh, well, you're a big shot because you're in New York. And I was like, no. I said, I'm working because there's no resources here for me to feed my family. My bills are still coming in. And the people that I have to pay aren't willing to hear that. At least the other job gave me an opportunity to kind of give, put a little money on the bills to back them up for a minute until the other thing. But I made the decision to step away, and, and I stepped away and went to W uh, RKS at the time. And it hurt. It really hurt to leave because we had a lot of fun at WNJR, Mike. Oh yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. We, we had a no chance doubt. to we had a chance to experience, um, experiment, experience different things. We were like the younger crew of WNJR. You know, you had Bill, as I said, you had Bill Franklin and your right. had Beer had left. Uh, Still, Colony was there. He was um, a white broadcaster who was an amazing, absolutely amazing manager. But now he was. Uh, 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 but just an amazing broadcaster, and he was from right. Washington D.C. and had been at WNJR since the late sixties, mid to late sixties, and and mm-hmm. a great man. Um, and 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 so us guys, Cleo, Mike C., myself, Henry Singleton was in and out because he was one of the first young guys to to be at WNJR. Um, I'm leaving somebody out. I know they're gonna kill me. Let's have Fred Mill, of course, brother Fred Mill. Uh, we were the younger crew there, so. We're not understanding any of this, but we had a great time while we were there, man. Um, just building our, our personalities, and, and and now we call it building our brand. But as they used to say back then, getting our name out there, you know. Right, right. As a matter of fact, right. you know, when you think about when you think about some of the songs that happened first on WNJR, the broadcast, uh, we used to do the live broadcast from the Peppermint Lounge for a while, but there was right. also the um, inclusion of a new club downtown Newark called uh it was Abe's Disco Lounge 
when it was now to be renamed the uh, Zanzibar. Zanzibar. And all right. the great club jocks played there. We're like late 70s, early 80s, and you've got Tony Humphreys and Larry right. Patterson, and I mean, just on and on and on. Larky, a lot of love to Larky. She's still a big part of the dance music scene in, in New Jersey. Right, um, right. And, and, and we had a remote from there, and on the way there, there's this record playing. You were there that night, and it was a hip, a hop, a hip, a hip, a hip, a hip, a It was the Sugar Hill Gang, and it, it was the long version. And I actually right. thought those guys were there, but that was a record that broke on WNJR. That live from Absolutely. Canada. Absolutely. So why don't you introduce this next one um, before I t- we talk about, uh, we're going to close up after this set, uh, but uh, I want you to introduce this next record. And there's something I want to talk about. Let me go back to my notes here because we were talking about it. And, uh, All right. Well, you know, PLJ. There was a, the PLJ, you mean, uh, uh, with Q, uh, not PLJ, Cleo was on PLJ. I know it was on PLJ. But Kathy, Kathy Barroso. Well, we'll come. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. I wanted let's to. Talk uh, about these oh, guys. oh, they I were, they were, what was that? I wanted to talk about the Family Unity Day when we come back, and oh, the, my uh, Jamaican, God. the Jamaican, the Jamaican. Easily a big part of that. Our young brother yeah. named Chris Murray. We met through his mother Louise Murray, who uh, Chris Murray had some got some did some radio with us for a while. Um, but this group were known as the moments and, and, you know, during the seventies, my people, yes, we played hooky during the seventies and, and the moments were a big part of hooky party legacy, as well as just being on the radio. And I knew the guys, the backup guys, Willie Tista and the Mighty Magnificent that did all the background music for them. They were from Queens, New York, Joe and Joe Sylvia Robinson's label that would later on become Sugar Hill with a hell of a connection that would later on become Sugar Hill. Uh, the great Sugar Hill gang record was recorded in that same studio up in Inglewood, New Jersey. They left the label, which was Sting Records, all platinum Sting Records, and became Ray Goodman and Brown. And this was one of their first songs on what was Polydor Records from Ray Goodman and Brown, who were formerly the moment and a big group for WNJR. But now yours on the Love Zone with Bugsy with Mike T. You must be a special lady. Who are you singing first? Come up no, Harry, I'm singing second, man. And a very exciting girl. I'll bring that bass out, man. Hey, man, I'll bring it out a little bit more. You gotta be a special lady. Get down on some hunger, come on. Cause you got me sitting on top of the world. Sitting on top of the world.
gotta be a special lady. Get down, Billy Brown. All right, Harry Ray. Oh, you got me sitting on top of the world. Sitting on top of the world. Hi, this is Jean Fox. And when I look for free love, I don't have to look any further than the Love Zone USA with Mike T. Because otherwise, you may not really be getting free love. And you'll know better the next time when you listen to the Love Zone USA.
getting a taste of AM radio, the way it was done, the way we did it, and the way it should be. A little bit of Shaka Khan for you, taking you back. Ain't nobody. We got my man, Mr. Fred, Fred Bugsy Bugs. We're going to come back in just a moment with him and talk a little bit about uh, Family Unity Day and the uh, Western, I guess, uh, Jamaican Parade. And we're going to tell you how that started when we come back right after this. Want to hear your music on an amazing HD quality stereo portable sound system at your next beach, pool party, barbecue picnic? While entertaining friends and family? Well, all you need is the Masterpiece Portable Bluetooth Amplifier, which plays music on a rechargeable battery for up to 15 hours and comes with remote control. That's a local radio auxiliary port plugging in your TV, CD, or any other stereo device to hear music, movies, and amazing stereo sound. USB port, and of course, streaming music via Bluetooth from your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. FM radio replaced AM radio because of stereo. HD TV replaced 2TV due to superior high-definition sound and picture quality. But by purchasing the Masterpiece Bluetooth portable amplifier, it will replace your Bluetooth speaker, which is mono, and only one speaker, with the ability to connect to any two regular speakers streaming music or movies in amazing HD stereo sound with this small portable device. Get yours today. Be sure to use the coupon code by the announcer when ordering at the end of this commercial. Remember, listening to music or movies, stereo is much better than mom, and two speakers are always better than one. And your coupon code is TLZUSA. I'm going to bring my man back, Mr. Fred Bugsy Bugs. Before we get into that family hey. unity day and that uh, West Indian Day parade, why don't you tell everybody where they can still listen to you Today in 2019, this man is still wow, doing. Wow. Well, it's fortunate, man. I'm fortunate. Uh, it's been fortunate. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm currently at WBLS uh, back at home where I got started. Uh, Saturdays at 10 o'clock in the morning. This weekend I'll be on in the afternoons for Jeff Fox. He'll be off. Usually Saturdays at 10 a.m. Um, and whenever anybody's out, so we were at uh, 98.7 Kiss FM, and that's now ESPN. So uh, that's how we got back home at DLS. Uh, and also Sirius XM Fly, where we're playing hip-hop and R&B, 90s and 2000s, the genre. And I'm there every day, noon till 6 on Channel 47. I know y'all got a bunch of new cars out there. And you got Sirius XM Fly. I don't want to advertise another company on, on, on this platform in the love zone. But I know y'all got new cars and y'all get that Sirius XM free for three months. So make sure you listen at noon in the <laughs> east and <laughs> night in the west. Noon to six, uh, Channel Forty Seven, Sirius XM Fly. You know, Mike. I was flipping through the TV while the song was playing, and and looking at the movie Pirate Radio. You guys didn't see that, haven't you? Pirate Radio. No, no, I never did. Uh, never a did. A movie no. from England where a bunch of kids get together and put together a radio station and and play their favorite songs and and what have you. Uh, I, 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 you know, for a lot of the. Uh, folks who are new to radio or new to broadcasting, whether it's satellite or, or this or this platform, uh, this is a an era that's long gone. Um, I, I if you have an interest of getting into radio, I think that you need to download that movie Pirate Radio and take a look at the way it is, the way it was. And when I look at the way radio is going now, we're almost going back to that, where you have hosts like yourself that have a platform to pretty much play, not just to play what you want to play for the sake of playing it, but to create the vibe that best exemplifies your personality 
Um, I was at Iona College a couple of weeks ago and uh, listening to some of the radio shows that the students are doing in colleges. And they are actually uh, doing shows like that first radio show I fell in love with, those Arthur Godfrey, middle-of-the-road type of shows mm. where folks mm. just sit and talk to you and talk politics or talk music and, and, and play two or three songs that they really like and, and, and really emotional about it. I think that this is where the the new era is going as we as we look at what's before us right now, and and the rise of of uh, of uh, the, the the platforms uh, internet, and and I would suggest that if you have a desire to do this, make it a little bit more than just the music. The music is a part of it, but also be able to talk about just about any topic or do a little something about some of everything, because that's what will make you better prepared for the journey that you're taking as we move into the future, because you will be able to have a show like this and it be heard around the world, not just locally and not just up the block, as well as being on maybe an AM band that is not going to go anywhere. AM is going to be there. FM is going to always be there, but to be heard locally and to talk about local politics and, and to be on a side band and to do things and HD radio is still here and, and there'll be, some uh, movement there as well. So, you know, I say to you parents who have children who have a desire to uh, major in communication, make sure that business is also a part of that, of that um, curriculum because no matter what you do, uh, whether it's music or, or accounting, whatever you do, I mean, accounting is a part of business, so it's redundant, but you got to know something about business. And, and, and the media arts is a business. You've heard it before when we, you know, Mike, you could tell them that you heard it before when you talk about folks who want to be artists. It's show business, but it's actually the other way around. It's a business show. So learn as much as you can about business and, and try to be as versed as possible on most topics. You're not going to know anything. Any, everybody that you know that tells you they know everything is a son of a sea biscuit to stay the hell away from. <laughs> you can't be, <laughs> you can't be, so true. be up on some of what's going on. You know, so we're gonna, you were saying you wanted to talk about uh, the Family Unity Day and and the and, and the West Parkway, Indian Day Parade uh, of Jake Jordan, Day my Parade. man, yeah, that we used to host uh, on the uh, on Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn, which is so big because you know we we at NJR fourteen thirty at the time can be heard clearly in Brooklyn and Queens, so it was almost automatic, and it was it was a it was a great way to get back to the community, but it was it wasn't our New Jersey community, and that's what the Family Unity Day allowed us to do and allowed us to be at Week Lake Park. And Toya Beasley was a big part of that as well. You know, and, and all of those people, man, I think about all those folks that we worked with alive now and who are no longer with us, that was a part of that amazing team at WNJR. And you know what? We talked about the sex bouncing at NJR, but in all fairness, Mr. Mr. Howard and, and Mr. Robinson did everything they can they could even after that to keep that to keep that broadcast going and moving you guys down the block uh, to where the milk dairy used to be on Union Avenue and and still providing careers and jobs for a lot of people who came through there. Carlos Jesus came through there and and B J Stone who's over at Sirius XM and uh, Tanya Simpson and and, and um, I mean I know I'm leaving names out but so many people cut their teeth at WNJR it was a it was a exactly. battle cry to home for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Lonnie Tucker, yeah. Oh, yeah. How can we forget about T on the box? I didn't forget about T on because you know you got to hear from him. 
I mean, you even mentioned me, and, and uh, Henry Singleton, but there were just so many people and the folks in the offices who um, who worked so hard and so feverishly. And, and Gene Wells, who was the uh, uh, top account executive sales manager. And, he was. And all the sales he was. that were there, man. And, 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 I mean, it was the Angela right now. I mean, there's so many people. I mean, we can go on. We can name people from now until midnight, and we'll never get one damn song played. So I'm going to shut and, my and, mouth. And, so 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 to 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 Bugsy's point, I just want to point out to the parents and those of you getting in the radio, it's always going to be competition, and that's what caused those checks to bounce. There's competition yeah, today, so don't ever think you're yeah. going to get in radio and it's all going to be a high ride. There's going to be highs yeah. and lows, ebbs and flows, and like my pastor would say, if you ain't seen no rain in your life, just keep on mm-hmm. living. So, and, you know, that, that's, that's why that's, I wanted to point a, that out. That's a fact. That's a fact. Absolutely. That's a fact. Absolutely. And if you want to contact me, you can hit me up at Bugsy Bugs World on Twitter, B-U-G-S-Y, B-U-G-G-S on Twitter, and Bugsy Bugs, B-U-G-S-Y, B-U-G-G-S on that gram on Instagram. Hey, Mike, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, man. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I want to get everybody back and uh, kind of try to do the reunion. But uh, if it happens one at a time, I'll do it that way. And on that note, hey, Bugs, thanks for stopping by and enlightening our audience and uh, hanging out with me. Uh, it's been fun. It's really been fun. And before oh, I let you go, why don't you introduce this one? Since you, uh, you know, work with the uncle, you said Eddie OJ. So why don't you introduce this one before we, we uh, and, <laughs> get and, and, and I that? And I knew the son. The son was my best friend, and I miss him so much, Gerald LeVert. The OJs mm. out of Philadelphia International, originally out of Cleveland, Ohio, where Eddie OJ uh, was the big DJ, and they named themselves after Eddie OJ. There's my guys, the OJs, and forever mine on the Love Zone. All right, bud. Thanks a lot, man. Peace. Okay, thank you.
Check them out. Make sure you do that. Listen back to the show. Send it to some friends, especially those who want to get into radio. We'll get a little history tonight from how it all began. Well, the clock on the wall says that's about all for yours truly. As always, it's been my pleasure to be with you. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. I hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. And just remember, put a little love in your life. It'll go a lot better with two. On that note, I'm going to take you into another new one. Right here on the Love Zone USA, we're going to leave you in the hands of my summer jam. It's called Who? Who? It's Mike T on the Love Zone USA with Richard Elliott. Till next week, you take care. Ciao. (laughs) 